What's up, what's up? We are back. We are on week three of the Chakra series, and I just thank you all for for tuning in and being this far into the series, so I appreciate you being here. Let's get this thing started. So, we're going to start, like I always do, with um, a little song reference to begin the episode. This one is pretty short. It's simple and straight to the point of self-explanatory, so let's go ahead and get it. My guy said... On my mama, on my hood, I look fly, I look good. My swag, wish you could. I look fly, I look good. Do you hear me? And that's what this chakra, this episode is all about. It's about that power, that that confidence, that, you know, security in yourself, you know. So that's what it's about. That's why... I, I'm and I and there were so many songs that crossed my mind. I couldn't really choose one, but that one was so simple and straight to the point. Like my my man said, "Oh my mama," <laughs> so he said, "I look good, I look fly." You know, you know, touch my swag. You wish you could. You know what I'm saying? So that I chose that song because it's straight to the point and straight simple, and that's what we're gonna get to talking about today. It's pretty, pretty much about that self-confidence, that, that willpower that you have about yourself, you know, um, and I just want to do a quick review on what we've talked about the past couple of weeks. So, you know, that root was all about, I am that sacral is I feel and the solar plexus is what we're going to be talking about today, um, is I do. So, More brief review of the past um, chakras we've mentioned before. The root uh, governs, you know, survival and security. The sacral is all about emotion and creativity. And the solar plexus is about power, control, freedom to be yourself. You know, our sense of self, our confidence, our identity, our power, our free will and our responsibility. So that's what that's going to be um and be about so you know i always try to give a, a quick basic overview of some things so we can we can get started with that so the purpose is transformation as well as that that willpower that control so um i know that we've kind of mentioned a little bit about change and transformation being in the last uh, chakra but like i've mentioned before they kind of all work together so some of these things do repeat but we just they have different effects and they have different view viewpoints and different points i want to make but it is about that transformation is transforming that sense of security that sense of emotional creativity you know that safety all into being in control you know it's hard for, to, for you to feel like you you empower when you have no sense of security about where you are you know it's hard to have that sense of confidence when you you're not able to effectively be creative or share your emotions and be vulnerable. So they kind of all work together, you know, so that purpose can be transformation as well as willpower. Um, so think about, Think about when you're the most confident. Most people get the most confident when they get their hair done, whether they get their hair, you know, hair done for women, hair cut for men, get their nails done. I know when I get my eyebrows done, my forehead not looking nappy, I feel good. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, some people feel real good on their birthdays. You can't bring them down. Like, that's that willpower. That's that I'm in control. That feeling, that high, that level you feel, that's is what we're going to be um, referring to today. So the location of this this chakra is right above the belly button and the other body functions that might um, 
associated with this chakra would be the liver, the bladder, the digestive system, which are all things that we mentioned for uh, mentioned before in the past too. But like I said, it's very similar to the other chakras because the first three are in a lower part of our body. You know, so a lot of things I mentioned before will come back up because they work as a system. They just they just have different effects. So um, the color associated with this chakra is yellow bright yellow is a very bright confident color typically with somebody you know not really feeling up to you know for the day or not really feeling the most confident not really feeling themselves or just not feeling the day they're not gonna wear no super bright clothes they typically wear some some lower tones like a black or gray or white you know something that's not really popping out but people who want to make a statement they're gonna go for those bright colors Yellow is one of the brightest colors, in my opinion. So um, yellow is what is associated with this chakra. The element that's uh, associated with this chakra, chakra, the first chakra was root. That was associated with earth. The second was water, um, you know, change and emotion and things. This one is associated with fire. So I know one thing, and we're going to talk about balancing the chakra, of course, um, towards the end of the episode, but... Lighting a candle, looking at the flame sometimes for me um, is a lot. It helps me when I want to relax and chill, you know. Um, so fire is the element, associ- the element associated with this chakra as well. Um, so identities, the, uh, the identity of this chakra is the ego. Your, in- your identity, your self-identity, your self-esteem, your personality. Um, so think along the lines of ego and... Um, and I'm talking about like yourself, you know, me, not necessarily I got a big ego, but just who you being able to to acknowledge yourself. Like I said, you have that stability, that security and that survival that goes into that emotion, that creativity, which goes into how you feel about yourself. You feel safe in your environment. You know, you feel like I, I can be cool. Typically, people who are unaware of their environments or not comfortable in their environment, they're not really not going to be that that person to to stand out or to be that big ball of energy be that social butterfly you have people who are like I'm not comfortable I kept to myself I did my own thing that's where that kind of comes from and that, and that, that's how it presents in, in everyday life you know what it looks like when you're not comfortable in your space you don't know who you around you're like I ain't finna say I'm not finna start you know a conversation because I'm uncomfortable where I am thinking think along the lines of that that's actually a perfect example um, of how they all kind of work together. You're not safe in your environment. Nine times out of ten, you're not going to really be the one to steal the show. You know what I'm saying? The basic right of this chakra is to act and to be an individual. Like I said, it's about that 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 ego you developed, that personality you developed, that, that identity that you have, your self-esteem. When um, this chakra is balanced, you appear to be confident and not in in an overzealous way, but in a humble way. And you can stand firm in your power. You know, you know, you know the answers, but you ain't got to tell everybody. I know everything. You know what I'm saying? It's a good balance, you know. So you you're very responsible at this point. And it's not like a a terror. You're reliable. People know they can, you know, rely on you because you you have a you're pretty stable and you're confident in in your personality and who you are and what you have to offer. That's that's one thing I've noticed about um, people that I know that um, are into chakras and we might have taken chakra tests and I realized that their solar plexus um, is, is, is in good standing as opposed to mine. At some point, mine was very low and I just had, 
issues where I just wasn't confident and I just wasn't happy about who I was and I would notice their behavior. They were very reliable people. You know, they 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 weren't wishy-washy. You know what I'm saying? They were pretty stable in that sense. They had an overall balance about themselves. They had good self-esteem. They had a, a balanced ego. It wasn't too much, you know what I'm saying? They had a warm personality. They were confident. They were spontaneous. They were had a good sense of humor and playful, you know, things of like that. Because when you don't have that that confidence and that good self-esteem and that good identity, it's hard for you to, to, to be that way, um, you know, uh, as far as that playfulness and that sense of humor, it's kind of hard to be that way when you're not secure in who you are. Um, some people who, and actually a good way to determine or notice when people are actually having problems with self-esteem, they, their way of having a sense of humor or cracking jokes is to always bring up the negative things about themselves they dislike. You know, that's not really a sense of humor. That's That's kind of like a them picking at themselves openly, you know, and it's just kind of like that ain't the same level of self-esteem I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? So it's just good for me to be able to recognize the two so I can put like a face to a balanced solar plexus chakra as opposed to an unbalanced um, sacral. I'm sorry, I said sacral solar plexus chakra. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so spontaneous, they're playful. They have a good sense of humor. They have appropriate self-discipline. Um, their sense of one's personal power. They know what they, they're capable of. They know there's not ever any consideration or question about what they're able to do. Like I said, they're reliable, they're responsible, and they're able to meet challenges without it being a thing. And that's why security and safety is so important. And these three chakras work together. It's so important because it's just hard to exude that confidence when you're coming from a shaky ground. Traumas and abuses that might affect this chakra growing up would be shaming. Um, domination of will, physical abuse or in dangerous environment or fear of punishment, age and appropriate responsibilities, which is classified as a parentified child. And for those who don't really know what a parentified child is, it's basically when a child has to take on the responsibilities um, that's beyond their maturity age. And that sometimes, whether that be a, a parent having a substance abuse, them living in poverty, it is, it, and it really does happen in, in communities and families of minorities where that child who is clearly a child is helping take care of another child or have the other responsibilities in that kind of like that um, some of the burdens that a parent might give them because of the family situation. So um, this could be like giving emotional support to a parent or a single parent, helping raise a younger sibling or helping a parent earn money to help the family sustain, giving up on childhood freedoms or social life with peers because they have to do certain responsibilities at home with their siblings, things like that. They can be very passive as well as unreliable. When it is too open, people can people who have too open solar plexus chakra, they may appear to be self-centered and have too much power. And it's always, well, this ain't I, ain't, you know, and they, you know, that that person that really just come in and just be running shit. And you'd be like, who the hell are you to be in here running shit? That is what that looks like. So they can be overly aggressive, very dominating, very controlling. That They have the need to be right and have the last word can be very manipulative, power hungry, dece deceitful. They um, ha might have temper tantrums. And I used to think temper tantrums was only for kids. Nah, 
I didn't see <laughs> some grown folks have temper tantrums out in stores and just, you know, I've had temper. I've seen parents have temper tantrums to the kids like, damn. Um, OK, stubbornness is also a thing, a, a, a need to be competitive and compete, arrogance and um, just very hyperactive. And that's just a brief overview of um, some basic information. Of course, we're going to dive into a few um, points a little bit more. And I'm going to give you some tips on healing and working on it, balancing, as well as homework for the week. Y'all know how it works. Let's get into it. All right, so let's talk about the developmental stage of this chakra. Um, It starts at 18 months and it goes all the way up to four years. And like I've mentioned before, the first three kind of work together. So a lot of this is just reminders of the last few developmental stages. But remember, the child is developing. So different things happen at different ages. So it's it's always good to kind of refresh our minds on what it looks like at different times. So autonomy versus shame and doubt is still very important for this kid as they're, you know, they're getting their feelings, their desires of independence. They have their little degree of choice. They like to perform their own little actions and do things to help around. And I remember in one of my psychology courses, one of my professors was, um, well, actually in my develop my developmental course of psychology, I remember my teacher was giving examples of what, you know, that autonomy versus shame and doubt would look like. And one that really stuck out to me, maybe because it happened to me before, but I've seen it happen to family members, relatives, siblings, whatever, was um, she mentioned, you know, a child wanting to help a parent, you know, kids like, I can do it, I can help, let me help. And sometimes, you know, let's just be real, kids be getting in the way, you know, but they're, they're, they're learning how to maneuver around their environment. So that's, that's one thing. Um, but sometimes they just be getting in the way. <laughs> and, but she, she did mention, she was like, but when they are, they're trying to help and they know that they think that they can do something when you, you say, or they do something and they make a mistake and the parents re- reactions, responses, go over there. Let me fix this. You messed it up or something like that. That is what develops the shame and doubt. The kid presented action, their caregivers response, shame them. And it makes them doubt their actions going forward. And for whatever reason, that really stuck out to me. So when we talk about autonomy, uh, I said autonomy, <laughs> autonomy versus shame and doubt, <clears throat> excuse me, that kind of kind of keep that in mind. Those types of encounters with kids kind of keep that in mind. So this third stage of development pertains to self-esteem, like I, like I mentioned before. At this age, the child begins to acknowledge their personal power. They feel strong emotions and they can see the way emotions affect those around them. They realize and recognize that their actions and behaviors can evoke emotions from their caregivers, whether that be like kicking, screaming, hitting, you know, stuff like that. And they also realize that what they say can get reactions from their caregivers. So ultimately... They begin to see that they hold power in the world and in the lives of their caregivers. So if our caregivers encourage our expressions in healthy manners, so like allowing us to share our thoughts safely, take our opinions into consideration, acknowledge our strong emotions as normal and, you know, we, you, we, we hear you, we're listening, then we form a healthy sense of confidence. I know that I can be heard. On the other hand, if they punish us for standing up for ourselves, dismiss our opinions or shame us for our actions, then we de- begin to develop feelings of guilt for expressing ourselves. 
From this stem, low self, low self-esteem and like a weak initiative and you just not having that sense of confidence. Our solar plexus chakra is the energy center of our willpower and confidence. When it's malformed during this phase of life, we lack inner power and hold ourselves back from making choices and taking actions. It also may cause us to have limited sense of self-awareness or distorted view of our talents. As we heal our root and sacral chakras, we feel more confident in using our power, allowing the energy to flow freely through our solar plexus. And that's why I keep stressing that it all goes together, you know. So but basically, like I said, I just wanted to give a brief overview, overview of, of the developmental stage and of where a lot of these things stem from. Obviously, we can not undo what we adapted and what we learned at this time in our life. And I say learn because that is the basis of what we did in the time in that time of our lives. We learned by our observing. We took notes, you know, whether our caregivers realize it or not they're our first teachers degree or not you know what i'm saying whether they say the words or not we're watching them and we develop you know these mechanisms and we develop these understandings of how they handle us and honestly at this point in my life i'm just doing a whole lot of unlearning so much of the things that i was unintentionally taught so um just throwing that out there too the energy of the third chakra is concerned with personal power our sense of our place in the world, our confidence in ourselves, and our self-esteem are centered on this, in this chakra. It is the seat of our will. So when this chakra is out of balance, we may be overly sensitive to the reactions of other people, feeling indifference or coolness as a rejection, and anything less than total, complete positive feedback is going to be taken as criticism. <laughs> so our inner critic may also be operating at a level um, where we are... We know we might have little confidence in our capabilities or our chances to be loved. When this chakra is in balance, I mean, when, it's, when, it's, when it is in balance, we are able to accept the responsibilities that are truly ours and be confident in our actions and abilities. We are able to decide how we wish to act and then maintain our cho- chosen courses of action. We will also be able to function without the approval of anyone else around us. The courage and the strength to be who we are without any outside of approval is a good sign of a good of good self-esteem and you know self-esteem is just an individual's subjective evaluation is my own interpretation of my own worth of my worth my self-worth um and like i mentioned before that's why those other two chakras and that root and that being able to express your emotions is, is very important when we have that basic trust in ourselves we can better face everything we'd be ready for whatever you know we have a sense of self that does not fall apart when things go wrong we can still maintain consistency in face of challenges you know for and i the the demon of this or the enemy of this chakra is shame and for you know a shame brown person or a personality that's that's you know just in you know just sinking in shame there's not much room for error you know so how can we reach and grow if we don't make mistakes? If we, you know, if we don't have that trust, if we don't have that, that type of security within ourselves, we, we have a hard time making mistakes. I remember at one point in time, I never allowed myself to make mistakes. And anytime I would, you know, have a moment where I would kind of lose sight of my goal or something like that, I wouldn't allow myself to get myself back up. I will just keep kicking myself while I was down. It's been times where I told myself, like, yeah, I might start and stop, get on, fall back off, get on again, fall right back off again. 
I, I can't forget to give myself credit for that. At least it's, fu- it's fluctuating. At least you're not being stagnant. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, you messed up, but guess what? You 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 got back on. You see? So I, I gotta remember not to forgive not to 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 congratulate myself for those small things. Cause even when I, you know, go the opposite direction of my goal, I, I reel myself back in. That's good. That is good. You know? So I I gotta I always tell myself, like, don't forget them small victories, you know what I'm saying? Tell yourself you proud of yourself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, don't wait. Just don't. Some things you, some things I just don't wait for people to tell me no more. Like, you look good today, Kai. If you don't get to hear it no more today. You you look good. Yeah, look good. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm proud of you. And I'd be like, thank you to myself. Because <laughs> if you waiting on somebody else to say it, it ain't, it's, I'm not even going to go deep on that. You waiting for somebody else's validation. No, sometimes you just like to hear shit. Especially if that's one of your love languages, which we're going to talk about in the future. But if words of, Af- you know, you know of affirmation is, 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 is big on for you for whatever reason. I don't advise you to wait for everybody to say it. Sometimes you're going to have to say it yourself. You know, I get, you want to hear it. I still think you should hear it, but you, sometimes you got to look in the mirror and just tell yourself, shit, girl, you look good. <laughs> so how can we grow if we don't make mistakes and without growth, how can we develop a sense of power? you know, for ourselves. When self-esteem is low, we have uncertainty, uncertainty, and we don't have that confidence. So often people with successful, and I read this just, and this is random. It's so funny throughout the weeks, I can find random posts, memes, and just quotes that I always feel resonates with whatever I'm talking about. Or whatever I'm planning to write about. And then I said something, I saw something that said, often the people with successful careers, extraordinary looks, or loads of money have the lowest self-esteem. Those with healthier self-esteem t- seem to be the ones with like fewer expectations and more permission to simply live. Those who treat themselves well take care of their bodies and they're connected to their feelings and they're allow- they allow themselves pleasure. Remember, those are things that we talked about in the past two chakras. Um... But the higher the self-esteem, the better they felt. They filled themselves by attending to simple things like the first two chakras, security, that that root, that base, that foundation, as well as movement, emotion, emotions, creativity, sexuality. We, they feel confident. They have that, that energy. It goes together. It's flowing well together. So when that self-worth is high, we're more likely to take care of ourselves. You know, we feel more confident and we don't res- we don't result in just fall into that that demon and that enemy of this chakra which is shame i read a quote that said shame is as a healthy human emotion can be transformed into shame as, as a state of being as a state of being shame takes over one's whole identity to have shame as an identity is to believe that one's being is flawed you know that you know they just they're just not worthy once shame is transformed into an identity, it becomes toxic and dehumanizing, which I can see because that shame shit is powerful. That is powerful because shame bound people under their thoughts more than their instincts. They think so damn much. They overthink and they're worried about the consequences and people's responses and reactions. And they even have those negative thoughts about themselves. And you can't do that. You're not you're not smart enough. Like stuff like that. Like that shame is it's hard to knock. Sometimes 
And shaming is something, you know, that is a result a lot from our caregivers. And uh, I don't want to go too deep into shame, but I do want to just with me searching and I'm not searching, but like researching and learning more about this chakra and what effects it might have and what other things I just, just started going down a rabbit hole of things back to right and shame and shaming people and shaming people, family members, shaming you. I went down that rabbit hole for like two hours one day. And I just, um, it was some interesting facts. Like one thing I learned, um, Somewhere, I don't even know where I got it from, but it says the fair, a failure to praise a child's accomplishments combined with excessive criticism over his or her failures will create a shame bound personality. So I started thinking like, because there's a lot of words. And I'm like, what exactly does that mean? I had to really start to think about examples of when that might have, been, you know, been done in my life. And I'm thinking and then, and then, you know, I'm thinking how many times have I heard parents or caregivers or people you know adults or something like that constantly call people you know their kids or a sibling or a cousin stupid or crazy lazy or ugly I know I've had issues with my mom in the past you know just saying like what are you stupid you got I got to tell you how to do this type of thing you know and that came from a place of her frustration whatever we're not talking about that but to to hear that I didn't like go sit around crying well sometimes I did but you know that's something that's something that lingered and when you when I'm thinking like how am I supposed to know how this works? Or how am I supposed to know how this is if I've never been taught? You know, because you've been on life for X amount of years, but I ain't never had to do this before. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, how can I understand something that's never been explained? And that lingers. And I remember for a long time, I'm thinking like, if I can't even figure that out, and that's simple, that's in the house stuff, how in the hell am I supposed to succeed in, in class? Now I'm worried about answering the question wrong and somebody else calling me stupid. You see what I'm saying? So it was just, it was just crazy for me to be able to take certain situations and just be like, dang, that actually kind of happened to me before. Um, it's a book that I'm looking at getting that's called Healing the Shame That Binds You. And from what I've read about it, it, it describes, excuse me, at some point in it, it describes how the unacknowledged shame of the parent is passed down to their kids. And I'm all about learning about how things are passed down inherently, unintentionally and stuff like that. It just interests me. So it says, um, for example, um, a mom who only whose only sense of accomplishment is through the behavior of her children. Her own shame is transferred to the child whenever the child fails to live up to the her approval you know another another example is a, a father who might have dropped out of school may try to redeem himself through his son's college career which might result in excessive shaming for his son if he does not do well if he's struggling if he decides to drop out things like that and that just that's just a whole lot of pressure that stems from that shame that we get from our caregivers So mentioning parents, let's move on to authority, which has a, a, a good effect on this, uh, a big effect on this chakra as well. Authority is an issue that is, you know, is present in everybody's life at some point in time. As children, we contend, we contend with the authority of our parents, you know, whether that be caretakers, babysitters, uh, older siblings or older cousins, teachers and stuff like that. So these models of authority influence how we respond to authority, you know, but even more important, how we develop our own inner authority you know um they shape our concept of power within ourselves and going back to what i was saying about the, the deficiencies in the um 
the excess activity in these chakras this would this would fall under the category of self-discipline so that inner th uh, that inner authority would be you know um i'm tired i'm not gonna fight my sleep let me go ahead and take my ass to bed you know what i already hit the snooze button three times let me go and get my ass up for ready for work before i'm late you know what i already had three drinks i need to drive home that's what that inner authority is and it's shaped by our first examples by our caregivers until we consciously form this inner part of our personality, until we, we get that inner authority, it would be formed by the behavior of those who held authority over us before. Um, good example of this would be if a parent, a parent was absent or passive, our inner authority is likely to be non-existent. If you never had that that parent or that authority figure telling you, you know, don't be up all night, you know, you know. Make sure you're always looking good and make sure you, you're eating right and, you know, don't watch those types of things. It's not good. You know, you don't have that person, you know, authoritating, you know, being authoritative in your life. What makes you think you're going to be able to self-authoritate, you know? If our parents are controlling or overly criticism or they shame a lot, that becomes our inner voice. We become critical and over-criticize ourselves. If our parents are deceptive, or indirect we master avoidance and we master manipulation to ourselves and to other people and we're going to talk about manipulation to ourselves later in my in my in my podcast not this series but later in my podcast in general because manipulation is a really big thing that we we learn at, at the beginning of time um i read some some things about of course how we all know our first relationship with our parents kind of just begin and kind of give us that starting of how we have our own personal relationships. Cool fact, since we're speaking of, you know, the authoritative figures in our life and how that kind of turns into us and our own authoritativeness towards ourselves, the gender of the person also affects the way we carry this power and where we project it onto others. If it was our father who was the authoritarian, we may project our fear onto other men with whom we relate. Daughters may model themselves after their powerless, powerless mother and project their father's authoritarianism onto their boyfriends. And I'm so, and so like I always say, these chakras go together. They work together as a, as a system, as a unit, just like the root, the sacral and the solar go together. As you can already see, what we're learning about the solar plexus is also having some ties into the heart chakra, which is what we will be discussing next week. Let's go back a little bit and discuss a little bit about the location of this chakra. I mentioned before that it is right above the belly button of the navel. And um, I want you to be able, when I'm telling you, and I tell you the locations of these chakras so that you can see if you can pinpoint when these chakras are being struck, if that makes sense. When they're being triggered, you can feel them because they're in your body. Um I'm reading from this book called Eastern Body, Western Mind, Psych Psychology and the Chakra System as as a Path to the Self. And I can, I, I'm going to, of course, post this picture onto my Instagram so you have a reference to go back to for the books that I'm reading out of. And um, they have a, a section in this, in this chakra section, in this chapter about this chakra, where it talks about overstimulation and sensory deprivation. I'm just going to read a little bit of it because it just it just gave me good a good visual to explain to you all. It says the third chakra as the receptive creator and the distributor of raw energy throughout the system has to handle whatever energy comes our way. So a way for you to think about where this chakra is located. 
Think about when you walk into a loud room or a party with the music jumping. You feel that. I know I have before. I feel it right above, like in my stomach. Like I can feel it, like the excitement. Then my stomach start moving. I'm like, oh, we're going to have a good time. Like feel there. Or when you get angry or you're going to have an argument. I know you're in your head sometimes, but I notice my stomach starts to kind of like, kind of feels like I'm squeezing or like I'm holding, sucking my stomach in or something along the lines of that. Uh, that's where that is located. That's where it is. And try to re- try to remember when you are in a, large, a loud environment or you get angry or you get really emotional or really passionate about something. Try to figure out what points of your body is being triggered. I thought that was really neat. Um, it says, so when a child is overstimulated, the third chakra and the system as a whole receive more energy than they can handle. Sexual and physical abuse overload children's sensory systems with the voltage of an adult system. Basically, they ain't ready for all that intensity. They're not, they're, their body isn't neurologically formed yet for them to under, to, for their bodies to be able to handle it. So they have to find ways to either armor themselves against it or they just charge the energy and they start acting out and it's just like a overactive you know situation they grow then the book says they may grow up hypersensitive to noises colors emotions or situations in their surroundings still unable to handle any kind of intense stimulation and i just thought that for so many people who endure trauma sexual trauma and sexual abuse at an early age it's it amazes me how little month dang things like it says hypersensitive to noises and colors can really be triggering and I just thought that was that I don't it, it just really struck a nerve with me I'm like wow it's 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 so many different things that kind of play to trauma and things like that so that was just it was just really cool to me and I wanted to share that with you all all right so ways that are suggested for healing this chakra believe it or not it's, it's one that I've found very surprising but actually has worked for me is sit-ups keep in mind that it is that belly chakra right above that navel so like i said it is um sit-ups and crunches and things like that will get that stimulated to get it it worked out i also encourage some type of stress management and stress presents its ways in so many different ways like i was telling my best friend not too long ago i was just like stress can come out in any way it might not just be like something stressful hitting your head and you just don't know what to do it could be hunger is a form of stress you know not your body not being properly rested can be stressful on the body stress can can show up and manifest in so many different ways and we're actually going to discuss that later in my podcast as well but Figure out how to manage that stress that you might encounter. Do those sit-ups. Also, like I said, it has a lot to do with confidence. Affirmations are very important. Look in the mirror every day. Tell yourself you're beautiful. Tell, tell yourself that you're capable. Believe it. You know what I'm saying? So I do encourage, and those are just simple things. You can also eat yellow foods, just like you could eat red and orange food, foods for the previous two chakras we talked about yellow foods that might be good for you bananas pineapple even though they're out of season but pineapples bananas corn lemon yellow potatoes yellow peppers things like that it'll all be good for this chakra since that color associated with it is is yellow so that'll be good for you as well so this week's homework might be a little emotional for some. I know that when I do it, I've done it before, once before in the past. And the first time I did it, it was quite emotional. And any other time that I've ever had to do something similar has been quite emotional. Um, I want you to write yourself a letter. Write your younger self, more specifically, your younger self a letter. 
But if you feel like it's some things you want to tell your current self that you just haven't vocalized, that's fine. Write yourself a letter. No matter what the age is, write yourself a letter. Think about think about a time that you know something happened that kind of not necessarily damaged your self-esteem, but it kind of stuck with you and it replays in your mind, whether that be whatever was said, whether that be whatever you took from it or whatever you, the response or reaction, whatever it is. Reflect on it. Write about it. Tell yourself, you're, you know, you're safe now. Tell yourself that it's happened, but, you know, you can move on from it. Tell yourself you're better than what happened. Tell yourself that you're capable of, of healing from that, What no matter what it is, whether it be physical, whether that be mental, anything, you know. So I want you to write yourself a letter. Don't hold just don't hold back from it. I mean, it's for you. It's for yourself. You know, write about experiences, things that you want, even if you feel you're not capable of achieving it, even if you feel like you don't deserve it. If you want it, write it down and have, you know, faith and confidence that you deserve it, you know. So really get into, you know, yourself, love yourself. And that's something that we're going to be talking more about next week when we talk about the the heart chakra. But love it can be present in any of these these chakras. I'm secure. I feel love in my security. I feel, you know, love in my the way that I express my emotions. I feel love in my confidence. Love is going to be everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So really, I, I encourage everybody to write that letter. As always, as I said, I do believe I'm a firm believer that this podcast is meant for the ears that hear it, not for the people I ask to listen. Spirit guides each of us where we need to be, whether we realize it or not. And I just want to thank y'all for tuning in, listening this week. I'll be excited to hear and talk to y'all next week. All right, y'all. Now y'all have a good week. (laughs) All right, y'all.